re 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 ready check monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though that's right monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though i said monday wednesday friday yeah you know it's a go okay i see they going off but we going to rewrite it though Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition, the first edition in quite some time, another spectacular episode of the Rewriters Room. We are the men with the pen. I am your host, the Paul Heyman of podcasting, the John Cena of journalism, the Brock Lesnar of broadcasting, and the Roman Reigns of rhetoric, Armand Sadler. I'm not here alone. I'm here with my guys. The Shield is reunited, reformed. Fellas, how how y'all feeling? What's good is CC, best rapper, producer, whole wide world, guy body, because I consume healthy products and detailed curls, benevolent servant to the earth and philanthropist. And every phrase I say is just like emphasis. You could put any nigga next to me. Let a bunny hop hopping ass, egg dropping ass nigga come up next to me. I'm little, the kid's going to be like, yo, who man's is this? I may talk a lot. Only got one thing to say. Love yourself and keep going. You are the world. Give all you can. Take care of your body, your people, and your land. Where my nigga chin? Hey, man. Um, I just been basking, well, not basking in my glory. <laughs> Hashtag swerving our glory. Um, I have been basking in the, the the mid card, you know, the applause, the accolades. You know, we're getting a lot of our flowers now. So I've just been bathing in that. So it's been good to be back off of you know the mid card mania tour. You know, it's ready to get back to the grind as us mid carders do. We never celebrate for too long. You know, we we are a very work rate is very high in our you know our division. So I'm, I'm back to my my podcast rate getting that back up. Love it. I love it. Well, it is great to be back with you guys. We've been we've been away for a while. Um, I don't think we planned to take this long of a break. Um, I guess like our break was the amount of time the person who we're rewriting was out for injury. Um, but I, I think that we're coming back bigger and better. We're going to call this the hashtag rewrite after mania. Um, and hopefully we're going to do a better job than they did um, for the raw after mania. But it's been a really exciting time for the WWE the last few months. Like, honestly, us not potting during these last like six months nah it wasn't six we stopped in september so it's been about oh shit no it's been six i'm sorry well i'm tripping wow we, we missed a lot of really good stuff i mean war games royal rumble elimination chamber wrestlemania everything happening in nxt a lot of aew drama um and so we're going to do our best to touch on those things but also uh, give y'all a, a a little breath of nostalgia. Take it back in 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 wrestling times, and bring in some fun voices uh, to help us rewrite some storylines as well. Of course, we got to promote the A Show Network, the A Show with J Five and Meals uh, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. If you have the Patreon, the War Report with Cyrus and Quan. That is every Thursday if you're on the Patreon. Every Friday for public. Um, Meals brought back draft diaries. That'll be on a monthly basis. There's a bunch of content all over um, the A-Show Network and the Patreon. So make sure that you tap in patreon.com backslash the A-Show RNC. Now let's jump into our pre-writes, man. Um, a lot, Again, a lot has happened. So there's a lot of things that we can cover, but um, I, I, I want to hear how y'all feeling. Now, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Channing his flowers. You know, we, we, we had our prediction show before Mania, and some of us believe Sheamus was going to win the Intercontinental title. I convinced myself that drew was gonna win it somehow but uh channing stuck to um the the mid carter of all mid carters someone who transcends the mid card but has dominated the mid card and so channing i'm gonna pass it over to you so you can talk about you your guy it's really fitting that on easter sunday of all days i'm talking about my messiah i'm talking about the man who as the third competitor, heroes, when he rolled the stone back, one, two, three, he was still the Intercontinental Champion. I'm talking about Gunther, the ring general, formerly known as Walter. It's just really nice 
Actually, I mean, he could go back to Walter anytime. That's totally fine. I don't care. Like, he's that cool. Or it's like, you could change your name. It's whatever. Like, it's totally fine. Um, I just am just so proud that, like, I just remember early on being like, Walter is incredible, bro. Like, I just remember seeing him. People being like, you need to watch this dude in the UK. He's, like, the man. And then I remember watching Walter, like, one time, like, one match. I saw, like, one chop in a boot. I'm like, yeah, he could do anything. And it's just nice that, like, as you get older, like people disappoint you. And it's just nice that someone doesn't let you down. Like when you see someone from the beginning, you're just like, yeah, you're going to be somebody. And it's like, oh yeah, he was somebody. Like Hunter was like, hey bro, like you need to trim up a little bit. And Walter was like, bet. <laughs> like he became an animal dude. Like, and so it's just so awesome to see him wrestle and just be like, like I haven't had this feeling since like, I was thinking about this wrestling. It's like, since like Brock Lesnar. Like, has someone just debuted and been like, no, this guy is different. And then just the guy has just been different every single time. And, like, that's just how it's just so cool to watch again. Like, they're very different wrestlers. Like, they're very, like, special in different ways. But that's just how I feel right now. Like, I feel like if I was a kid right now, I'd be like, oh, this is must have been like when Brock Lesnar debuted. Like, when, like, this is the next big thing. Here comes the pain. Like, that's exactly what they're talking about. So it's just awesome. Watching wrestle, like, the storylines are great. The chemistry is great. The selling is great. Like, I just love Gunther. And I'm just – anything anything they want to do with him, I'd be down for it. Like, he could really do anything at this point, and I'd be like, fine, bring on the chaos. And I, I think I think the great thing and the thing that I've had to learn and relearn, the, 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 there's layers to this. Like, Gunther is a, is, is a Triple H guy. Like, we've yeah. – we've – seen that he came up through NXT, J5 and Meals did the whole breakdown of it. And so when I looked back in hindsight, I was like, of course, Triple H is going to give his guy the mania moment in his first WrestleMania. Um, you know, Gunther being a heel, but being a dominant heel, not someone who necessarily has to squirm his way out of matches. Like he'll, he'll, he'll just whoop you. Like he'll, he'll just get cooked. Like he's, he's just cooking you. It's like, there's not as much of a desire to see him lose because one, he's cool. And two, he's not being squirmy about it. Like he's, he's just, he's just being dominant. And you, with your comparison to Brock Lesnar, I think back to how they initially pushed Brock as well, no, but Brock started out as a heel actually, but, but they gave Brock that like Brock beat Brock for the title. And, and then he had that loss at survivor series where Heyman screwed him. They turned him face, but he got that mania moment yeah. beating Kurt Angle. And I think it's like we're, we're people want long title reigns, but then they're always trying to predict when someone's going to lose. And like some of us, like in the discord and fans have been victims of it ourselves. Like we are like, oh, Ricochet is, is, is going to beat him. Like when, when, when Ricochet got that that opportunity, no, yeah. like after getting cooked for the title, we're like, oh, yeah, Ricochet's going to beat him. He faced Braun. We're like, oh, Braun's going to get it. But it's like you don't get mad when Guther retains because he's a good champion. Like we have a bunch of good champions and I'm as, as much as I love this reign, I'm really excited for when Gunther gets into that world title picture. Oh yeah. Because just him looking across the ring at Cody, him looking Third across the ring. Rumble, bro. It, bro, was, bro, like, it, it was, magic. was magic. You're like, it was yeah, magic. this is something. You've tapped it. It was magic. Something. Like this is some <laughs> Rocky Drago shit. Like this feels like, like cinematic watching them. Bro, but, but then you think about a potential matchup Imperium versus Bloodline like spinning off into a Roman uh, Gunther feud. It's just like, there's so much you can do with him because he just has good matches with everyone. It doesn't matter their style. His style don't change. His style works with everybody. So it's, 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 it's really great to see um, the mid card be so prioritized and have a champion like this in the mid card. Cause they, they did it with Bobby, but Bobby and Gunther, there's a gap between the, their abilities in ring. Like that, that's just what it is. There's, there's a gap and people got tired of seeing Bobby dominate, you know, everyone who he dominated throughout that reign. But Gunther, the presentation, just if everything is clicking, it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. It really shows you the like it sounds bad, but like the value of like true violence. Like, I think that's the difference between Gunther and Bobby. Like Bobby's dominant because Bobby is like physically strong. But Gunther is like like because Bobby's muscles look way bigger than Gunther's. But when you just watch Gunther, you're like. It's about to hurt, man. Like, it's, it's going to put these – he heavy hand. Like, he about to put the paws on you. And I just want to say, man, WrestleMania, Intercontinental title was a main event. John Cena was at the other match, man. 
if you get John Cena in your match, bro, it's not much better you can do. So I just say, hey, anyone who's like was complaining about the mid card not being on TV, like myself, like you need to also give them flowers. Like you're doing what the, you're doing what I asked you to do. Put some put some respect on the IC and US title. So next we're getting European title back in NXT uh, Europe, and we're cooking with gas, man. <laughs> uh, Cece, well, what you got for this week? Man, it it kind of stems from what Shannon was just saying about the mid card because, um, like people forget. Um, you know, before, uh, I think it, I forgot what year it is, early nineties. Um, but before, I think it's 1993, I want to say before raw started, um, you, you know, and you know, my, my parents and some of my older cousins can attest to this. When you watched wrestling, you watched the taped version of what happened at, you know, someplace wherever they were with the backstage promos edited in and all that stuff like that. Um, and then Raw came along and then, you know, it eventually becomes a three hour show. And then, you know, they added SmackDown onto the fact that they have a three hour show or whatever. And then there's all these pay-per-views and whatnot. You have to understand how many hours of content and not only content, but live content that is or whatever. So you have to get these people who are in the building, you know, interested in what's happening, as well as the people who are watching TV interested in what happening and not do it in, in a way where it's leaning too too much towards one way or the other and it kind of gets everybody at the same time um and then on top of that whatever it is that you do that thing has to be entertaining so like i always appreciated the mid car for that because you got to think about the mountaintop it, you know it gets smaller the higher you go up to the mountain the peak is only but so big only so many people can fit there but you got to fill the rest of this time out with entertainment and with the mid car coming back that's great because it brings another thing that i think it's like you know almost two years ago at this point that I, I was suggesting that the WWE maybe bring back just to see what it would look like, and it's happening. Um, it's the stables, baby. The stables are back. The stables that like we got Judgment Day, we got LWO, we got uh, uh, Alpha Academy, which is like even though it's a tag team to me, I feel like it's kind of like a stable kind of thing going on. Like you just you're starting to see like these groups or whatever, but it makes sense when you have this much talent trying to fill this much time. Um, but the other thing that I like about it is. Instead of trying to take one person, whether it be, you know, a woman, uh, two women having an issue with each other or two guys having an issue with each other, trying to figure out, okay, why would this person not like this other person? I think I said this before. It's like when it's gang shit, it's just like, oh, you fuck with this one dude over here. Like, all right, now it's gang shit. Like, now we on you or whatever. And that can spawn so many other different matches. So now you don't have to think, oh, who do I put with the, uh, this other person? Because you got these four people, you got those four people. You know, do fucking three singles matches, two tag teams, and then a big, you know, one all together. Boom, you done filled out a month. Like, so I'm glad that we're back. And then speaking of stables, and I just mentioned this before or whatever, I would like to see this expand a little bit, even though it looks like it's contracting or whatever. But shout out to my boy who who maybe bought the jump ship. But, um, but yeah, uh, my other point was Chad fucking Gable. Put some respect on this nigga name. I, <laughs> I said it before. I, I remember watching him. I was like, yo. This nigga doesn't do anything not perfect in wrestling. Like I'm watching him, I'm like, from I'm looking at him, I'm like, your timing, like no matter who in your ring, you're in a ring with, your timing matches theirs, like you're fitting it. And then what we all saw at WrestleMania, fucking rolling German to Braun Strowman, nigga, and it didn't crazy. look like he was struggling that much, bro. He's like all five six, like he's not tall, bro. Like that, Damn. just to be able to lift someone that much taller than you is impressive never mind the weight like check able is not a tall person like bruh i'm seeing the kurt angle comparisons and i'm like yo let this nigga go crazy just like like kurt got to have some runs and shit I like i'm no, let's start giving this nigga some titles here and there like i, I just need to see it this is shit it's too great pussy's great on the mic too even his snickers commercial is fucking funny like come on bro like but yeah fuck i'm fucking with my nigga gable i'm, I'm one of the shoot that boy to the moon. Let's get him involved in a little bit more things. This nigga's hilarious. Everything he does is hilarious. He got a bunch of grown and young people saying shoosh. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> come Speaking on. of, though, respect, guys. Also, respect to American Alpha, bro. They went hard. Like, oh, they they went hard. Like, as a tag yeah. team, bro, like, I, I'm looking back on them, like, yeah, they was really, like, they was going hard. Every match, they were, like, full sending. So you should have known that Chad Gable was about that action, but, like, American Alpha went pretty hard. Yeah, it's, it's just Gable, he's another example of 
finding a character that just works for you that matches the in ring. Like, yes, we're all about work rate. We love good workers, but we can all acknowledge Ricochet, for example, the thing that's been holding him back is like his mic work, his character. And even still now, like while him and Braun are amazing, Ricochet is like, he's, he's like, his character is not interesting. It's just, you know, he's going to do crazy shit in the ring. Gable was a baby face in, in, um, in American Alpha with Jason Jordan. Um, they teamed him up with Shelton. So it was clear that they wanted him around, but he didn't really find his niche until he became a heel. And he's been an amazing, he's on the run of a lifetime. Like American uh, Alpha Academy getting the tag titles last year, completely deserved, like 100% deserved. And even now, they're kind of jobbing out <laughs> a little bit. Like they, they've kind of fallen down the pecking order. But Gable's on TV every week. Every single week, you know you're going to hear that shoosh. You know you're going to see him do great shit in the ring. He got a great match with Cody. Like he's 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 great. And I think, you know, it's looking like Otis may go with uh, maximum male models. And if so, I, I think Gable's going to be perfectly fine as a singles. And I think that's the perfect launch pad to get him into that U.S. title picture. I would love to see Gable versus Theory. I, I, I oh, think yeah. that'll be fantastic. Um, so uh, I think regardless of what happens, he's found it and he's going to stay exciting for a really long time. And I, I love it for him because I, I was definitely an American alpha mark. Like I loved him and Jason Jordan together. I, I love them together. They, they were fantastic. And then Jason Jordan, you know, went to raw, got hurt, all that. And Gable was kind of shorty G like all, all that shit. Like they had Gable doing whatever, but now it's like, he's he's doing something that people are invested in and people want to see him every week so i absolutely love it for him i'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it um to get into my pre-write i won't take long at all um we've talked about this promotion ad nauseum uh aw does not know what they're doing um they they are a mess over there we, we have truly seen the rise and fall and they showed how incompetent they are tony khan this past week when they debuted Jay White, Jay White was the hottest free agent in wrestling. The, the, he was, he, there was a bunch of talks. He was supposed to go a bunch of different places. They debut him at the beginning of the show in a match where Ricky Starks is facing some jobber. Like, they, the camera angles are terrible. It's just like the hottest free agent in wrestling. And you don't make a bigger moment out of it. It's similar to when they did Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole. They had them come in back within five minutes of each other. It's just like, if you have this person who you want to appear as a game changer, who could be a game changer for your company, treat them like a game changer. Like there's, there's just like, you look at the WWE returns, you look at how, how Riddle returned on Monday and then coming in um, on Friday uh, and beating up solo, like stuff like that. The Cody Rhodes return, like there's examples of what you should be doing to make these people feel important. And they they did not do that with Jay White. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. He's probably going to end up getting a world title shot in the next like three, four months. And it's not going to feel deserved because they don't like, yes, your fans know who he is, but you're trying to attract other people. You have to make this a thing that other people want to be interested in. And I don't think that they treated him the way that you should treat a game changer. And it's not necessarily frustrating. I, I don't care about the show, but it's just like, Damn, they're so fucking stupid. Like, God, God damn, they're really fucking stupid. And it's yeah, so, that's the bad part. Yeah, it's the that's the bad problem. part. Yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> it's one, it's an easy problem to fix. Two, you're literally making the same mistake over and over again. And three, you have so many good examples. I had no fucking clue who AJ Styles was, um, you know, because I didn't, I didn't watch, you know, many things outside of the WWE. I had heard the name or whatever, so I knew he, he was somebody or whatever. But when that fucking music hit, you see Roman looking and then he comes through, you know, he comes out or whatever. And then the crowd's like getting all pumped or whatever. It's just like there's just certain ways to present people. Bro, I was watching that shit live or whatever. Right. First, uh, I think I think, yeah, the first guy was already out. The job was uh, already on the ring. Then Ricky Starks has his thing. Ricky Starks comes in the ring, is literally in the ring for less than 10 seconds, gets up on the top ropes to, like, say what's up to the crowd, and then Jay White music hit or whatever. And it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like everybody, like, stopped and was like, whoa! It was just like, what, what, what's happening now? It was, like, more confusing. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that was dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, so that, can, that company continues to be incompetent. Um, Cyrus continues to get proven right. 
I'm sorry. I got my shield on. My, my shield is on. WWE Defense Force is here. Check clear. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm slandering AEW and I'm praising WWE again. Sorry, Quan. It's, <laughs> it's also like, at least for me, it's like it's not even from a place of like, hey, like I, I truly wish AEW was better because I like love Adam Cole. I love me some Aleister Black. And you just do so wrong by my boys. <laughs> like, it's just like, I was, you see it on Twitter when you like, They'll show a clip of Adam Cole at NXT. It's like he was on top of the world. Keith Lee had both the North American NXT titles. You got Daniel Bryan, bro. <laughs> and it's just Brother. like, what's going on? I just, just like you, it just don't have to be this way. And it's just so sad to see them go out like this, bro. Like it don't have to be like this. They have the people who could be carrying their company in purgatory so they can do a MJF, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. And who, who's the fourth nigga? MJF. Sammy. Oh, and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Fam, they, there will the, be a, the ring will be full of, it's going to be a total of 300 pounds in the ring between those four <laughs> niggas. Like, I'm bigger than them niggas. Like, what's going on, bro? <laughs> It's it sense, it's it's just bad. It's bad. But um, let's move into our free right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how the free right works. I've got a question. I asked the guys, and we're going to maybe say what we'd like to see. Maybe say what we think we're going to see. So, uh, Cece, for you, man, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are two of the hottest acts in WWE and first time tag team champions. This is, it's crazy that they've been in the E for so long, and this is their first time being tag team champions, and not not together. Like, period. This is their first time being tag team champions, being the Usos at WrestleMania for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. How long should their reign last? And who would they lose the titles to? Um, I think their reign shouldn't go anywhere past like Royal Rumble. Um, Cause I think they both work better as singles. Um, like I like them as a tag team. Um, and obviously, you know, they can prove me wrong. They've already, I've already liked the, the little stuff with the, their back and forth in the backstage segment stuff, um, where like Sammy comes in and he sees, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was just looking at the title. You know what I mean? It's like little stuff like that. It's, it's really funny. But, um, the reason why I say that is, um, I think that what they can do is they can spend the time from now until, you know, next, the top of next year helping be like the electricity that gets the tag team division pumped back up. Cause it's not like you don't have like a good set of people there. You got a good amount street profits, Viking Raiders, alpha Academy. Um, Usos are still around. I know I'm forgetting some people. Oh, um, LWO, um, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Ricochet, Imperium or whatever. We've got tag teams here. It's just brutes. Yeah. We just, it's just not like, there's no, to me, like one of the things that I saw is like, you know, with the bloodline being the, what the bloodline is, I, it felt like tag team stopped wanting the tag team championship. So like w- my thing is like, I want KO to kind of like get people pumped about trying to go after the chip in the first place. And once that like kind of gets reestablished, then they, they can dissipate. But um, yeah. And, and then on top of that, um, yeah, just, I think they can do a good job of, of, you know, helping people get more shine, but as far as who takes it from them, um that's really tough for me um i really can't say i don't think the street profits like necessarily like need it that would be cool but i feel like the my thing is like i'm not necessarily concerned with who i'm just concerned with like how and what the story is i don't want it to be a thing where it's just like okay this monday there's a tag team championship between blah 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 blah, and then like you know they just change title like i want to lead up you know, I want some, you know, I want some some struggle on both sides. Like, I just want a story. That's all I want. I feel that. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting the point you made. Like, the tag team division is possibly the strongest that it ever has been. And it, it wasn't a holding pattern because of the Usos. So, um, I, I would definitely like to see, like, a lot of a lot of matchups over the course of their reign. Like, because the Usos ran it back with the Profits twice. They like most of their feuds would go to like maybe like two pay-per-views each. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely like to see a lot of different matchups. So I, I agree there. Uh Channing, for you, at this point, Bianca Belair will either lose the title via money in the bank cash in in a multi-woman match or a clean one-on-one to Charlotte Flair. 
Which of these options do you think or do you want to happen for when Bianca eventually loses the the uh, Raw Women's title? Because she's been champion for literally a year, mania to mania. She's beaten everybody. Her only losses came at uh, Clash of the Castle in a six-woman tag team match, and it took three finishers to take her down. And then it was that matchup against Bailey where Nikki Cross hit her with the neckbreaker, Bailey pinned her. Like, otherwise, she's cooked Bailey, cooked Alexa Bliss, beat uh, Becky in the rematch. Like, she's been she, she's been locked in. So, like, w- w- which of these options? Or really, like, how, how do you see Bianca losing the title? Um, You know, it's interesting you say that. And I, I think the problem is that you're looking for satisfaction and you forgot about stratisfaction because she's not beating everyone. And there was, there was one young woman who, when I was watching WrestleMania, saw some juice. I saw some, I saw some, 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 some get back, you know? So I don't know. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't rule out Trish getting that offer. Cause I do agree with you. The options are very limited and even looking like, NXT abroad there's like no one percolating who like would really be like crazy fire like I guess like if you gave Bailey the money in the bank she would probably make it funny like she could probably do a good job of carrying the briefcase and like being a nuisance Charlotte seems kind of like even with the Rhea feud I felt like her heart wasn't in it so I just don't see Charlotte coming back because even like there was a report she's about to take some time so I don't see Charlotte doing it and then multi-man I don't think there's anyone that like I think if you do a multi-man, it's to get, oh, I guess multi-woman, it's to get Bianca to feud with someone else, like after, like kind of spin off into like a, her next feud. And there's really no one who I see that, like, I think a multi-person makes sense before like the tag belts or for like the Roman belts, because like they're ter- they're together and you kind of need to just split them up somehow. But I think just for her belt, I definitely think it's going to be either Trish Stratus or the cash-in. And if I had to guess who was going to cash in it, I would guess Bailey. But... I could see, I guess I could see, like, Becky turning heel again. But, like, it seemed like if it was going to be Oscar, they would have done the Oscar thing at Mania. So, I, I can't see it being Oscar at this point. So, yeah, to me, I think it's Trish Stratus. But. Yeah, the, the women's division is in a really interesting place. Like, it's strong, but – and there's a lot of women, but – there's really no one believable to beat Bianca. And no. there's a lot of good women in the NXT women's division too. But I don't know who they could call up and then build up to be believable. Like, if Roxanne gets in that ring with Bianca, bro, I'm like, Come I love on. Roxanne. She's, a, she's amazing. She's amazing. But you, you, And I don't think she's trying to heal. So, like, like yeah. what, what are they going to do to make that matchup believable? I don't think Tiffany's ready to come up. Nope. Zoe Stark is great in ring, but I don't I, I don't see it for her. No. I I I really think it's gonna be like who, who are the heel women right now? It's it's all of damage control. I guess if EO won money in the bank, that would EO be could be cool. That would be, one name. be cool. There's one name, guys. She has to turn heel first and she has to get better at character work. And that has to be the prerequisite. She she has to be entertaining and drawing as a heel. But it could be a thing that she can develop that character in like, you know, in three months or so or whatever and, and get that up. But um, Raquel, I've been wanting her to be a bad guy for so long. This like smiling, showing me the, the back flex shit is stupid. I think she has a lot of potential as a heel. I don't think, you know, just, you know, if I'm talking like right now, if I said like right now, Raquel should be the one to get off. Like, no, I'm talking about a Raquel that doesn't exist right now. Like uh, one that, you know, I'm, I'm making up, you know, the, the version of her that would do this. But that is the other one I see. And the reason why is because, you know, even talking about Roxanne, I'm like, you know, Roxanne could uh, get picked up by Bianca with her pinker f- pinky finger. That woman is like literally the size of her leg or whatever. But when you think about Raquel and you think about how Bianca and uh, Rhea uh, is kind of like set up where they're eventually going to uh, go at each other. It's kind of like a big woman thing, you know, like, you know, it's like, yeah. all right, Rhea's big, Bianca's big. Who else is big? Raquel or whatever. Like, to me, I'm just like, yeah. you get a big, badass Raquel who, like, you know, got some new juice in her, you know, maybe some new moveset or whatever, a, a better character or whatever, eventually down the line, no time soon at all, 
or whatever. But down the line, if that needed to be the call to kind of help switch some things up, get Bianca in a new feud or whatever, that's another possibility. Yeah, and I mean, I I think they've got her set up, right? They got Raquel set up in a really good position to turn and be a monster heel. When you look at last year, Liv and Rhea teamed up at Mania for the tag titles, and then Rhea turned on Liv, went right to Judgment Day, had the career, had the year of her career. So it's like, and Liv is the perfect tag team partner to turn on. She's the, she is the the white meat baby face of white meat baby faces. Everybody loves her. Everyone sympathizes, empathizes, want things for her. You have Raquel and Liv lose this title match on, uh, people. by the time people hear this, it'll be over. But you have Liv and Raquel lose that match. Maybe, you know, keep trying to get it. And then Raquel gets frustrated, turns on Liv. You got yourself a monster heel. And I think uh, uh, we look back at the women who have won Money in the Bank. It's been, it was Carmella. It was Alexa. It was Bailey. It was Asuka. It was Nikki Cross. And it was Liv. We haven't had a monster woman win the Money in the Bank briefcase. So I think... And I, it's pretty clear that they want to push Raquel in a certain way. So I think if you you give her that briefcase, you turn her into a monster heel and you, you have her dominate Bianca after a really hard fought match against whoever like that, you you be cooking there. So that's a, that's a really good pick, CC. I'm not going to front. That's a good pick. Um, my last question was uh, if if. It's, it's about who, who we're going to do our rewrite about. So I, I won't even ask this. We'll, we can discuss it as we do the rewrite. So to get into the main event of our show, we are rewriting Cody Rhodes' return to WWE if he did not injure, injure his peck and take several months off. So as you all remember, Cody left AEW. There were rumblings. He's coming to the E. He's coming to the E. Seth Rollins is an open challenge. Cody pulls up uh, at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas. People weren't hit, people weren't hitting the uh, woes like they are now. Like it, it took the people time to you know get, get adjusted to Cody's entrance music, but now the woes are off the Richter scale. But he wins. We got WrestleMania backlash. He wins again, but he wins by roll up. You have the Hell in a Cell match, the infamous Hell in a Cell match. He tears his peck. He comes in that shit purple. Set the stick and a kendo stick into it. It's it's just violence on violence. Cody ends up winning that match, and then he takes several months off. So we are rewriting. If Cody Rhodes did not get injured in that, uh, well, get injured around that Hell in a Cell match and take time off, what would his journey have been in his first year back in the WWE? Who wants to begin? I go first. All right, Chan, you got it. I and I was. This is coming from someone who, before you know, AEW, like I said, I, you you heard Cody Rhodes was becoming a thing. So I'm like, let me hear you too see what it is but i was not some like cody head like that was not my thing when that man debuted at wrestlemania like how are we talking about earlier how you should debut someone when that don't wrestling has more than one royal family i had never heard that before i had never i knew people liked his like entrance but i was like okay i just didn't check i thought it was like a chris jericho thing where they were singing i'm like i don't really like that judas shit like so you can have it i heard that i was like oh no this is something this is major bro like, this is somebody. And then to double down on it like he did at Hell in a Cell, like maybe this is a comic book nerd in me, but it almost reminded me of the scene in Spider-Man 2 when Spider-Man stops the train from falling off the tracks, but he's real beat up. But did he earns everybody's respect? It was like, nah, like you did some real shit today, bro. Like it was like Cody, like after that, that's when the woes were like, oh, no, this is the man. Like this is the, this guy Cody Rose. When, once they figured out that entrance, Cause it was it was a little iffy. The, the raw after mania, they had his head. I was like, hey, yeah, fix that. But once they figured that out, I was like, this man is major. So for me, let's keep it going. So we have Hell in a Cell the same defeat. Seth, like we said, doesn't get hurt. Um, I'm gonna kind of go chronologically, hitting on the high points of the pay per views, but there is some kind of SmackDown work in here as well. In my mind, he goes on both Raw and SmackDown because he seems to do that anyway. So who cares? So in the Money in the Bank ladder match which is the next major pay-per-view we replaced cody with madcap moss and it's so funny we had the trivia for those of you on patreon because i had this happening and i did not plan this um so cody's about to win the match he's at the top of the ladder about to get the money in the bank what is that usos music what the usos are out here the usos come knock the ladder over cody falls drew climbs the ladder wins money in the bank at the next SmackDown backstage, Roman pulls up on Jay and Jimmy. He's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you messing with that match? He said, oh, well, Paul said we were supposed to 
you know, you we're supposed to not let Cody win. Like, I thought you told him to do that. And Roman's like, no, what are you talking about? So Roman goes to Paul. He's like, what are you talking about? Why Why did you send in Jimmy and Jay to mess up money in the big ladder match? And he's like, my tribal chief, my tribal chief. I've been in this game for a long time. I know a problem coming when I see one. And the way they're starting to sing this man's theme song, the way he handles your friend Seth Rollins, this is something we need to nip right now. And if he got that money in the big ladder match, it would have been kind of weird. Mind you, this is all also around the time with the Brock Lesnar stuff. So Roman's already kind of iffy on Paul. He's like, what are you, you're telling them to deal with Cody now. Brock's back. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't really like that. While this is going on, Cody feeds with Jimmy and Jay individually with Drew's help. Again, I did not know that they were former tag team champions, but now it makes a lot of sense why they would be buddy buddies against <laughs> Um, At the SummerSlam last man standing match, um, again, so Austin Theory is not money in the bank anymore. Cody comes out, um, and not necessarily to help Brock, but more so to get back at Jimmy and Jay. Um, so he kind of handles that distraction, but Brock still does end up losing. So that is important to note that Brock did not win. He just sees Cody come down. So a clash in the castle, Drew goes straight up to Roman. He's like, I'm cashing in. And Cardiff, we're doing it. Big Europe, you know, big hairy chest shit. Um, let's keep it going. At this time, Cody has now upgraded the feuding with Sammy, the honorary boost. He's like, all right, I've dealt with the flunkies. Now I'm coming to the honorary boost. So that is a, a Cardiff match as well. Now at backstage, after Clash of the Castle, SmackDown after that, you just see Paul backstage just tweaking like, no, like I need you to come right now. Like I don't care what you got planned. I need you to come right now. Like you owe me. I don't care what's happening. You owe me big time. Next scene, Cody's out cutting a promo at the end of the night. Like, Roman, you've been hiding from me. I done dealt with your cousins and your little flunky. It's time for you to see me. Guitar riff. Apparently, Paul has called in his big favor. He's called in the big Brock. He's like, my tribal chief, I did this for you. I We have to get rid of this Cody problem. This cannot stand. So... At that point, we have our extreme rules. We have Cody v. Brock. Cody wins this one in not chicanery, but I would say a babyface roll-up of some sort, really pissing off Brock. This really upsets him. So at the next match at Crown Jewel, we have a no-DQ match. Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes. You know what a slut for punishment Cody Rhodes is. We're saying no less than 10 German suplexes, no less than 10 F5s, both tables broken, Cody's bleeding. There was a sledgehammer, a fake pedigree, a DX chop, and whatever the callbacks you want to think of, they happen, but Brock does win because now he's personally upset. At first it was like, I'm doing this for Paul. I owe him a favor, whatever. But now that you beat me and you think you somebody, I'm about to take you up top. Decimates Cody at Crown Jewel. At Survivor Series, we have what we have with War Games with Kevin Owens. But during the match, as Roman is about to spear Kevin Owens, the lights go out. Doom, doom. That's all it is. Roman stops. He's like, what is that? Is that, is that Levante Rhodes' music? Doesn't matter. Sammy's ain't helluva kick. Oh, my God. Sammy's going to beat Roman. Kevin, I mean, Kevin's going to beat Roman. Sammy stops it. Bloodline still wins. Now we're at Royal Rumble. It's been kind of teased. You've been hearing Roman during all his promos, because Roman's a true professional, he's been saying, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I keep having these nightmares. Number 30, Royal Rumble. Wrestling has more than one royal family. He's back. Brock couldn't take him down. Brock's in the ring pissed. Gunther's in the ring shocked. Levante Rose comes in at number 30, wins the Royal Rumble, and we're back on track with the regular storyline. I would, because I'm someone who is impatient. I definitely would have had him win at WrestleMania, but I would have somehow worked into the storyline. He can only get one belt. Like I think they've really painted themselves to a corner, and I feel like they're gonna have to at some point have a babyface either win one or do the whole Keith Lee thing where I win both. But on my honor, I'm gonna give one back to the pool because I just feel like you have to separate them at some point. And so I couldn't really work that one in, but that would be my post WrestleMania stipulation is that. Cody only has one of the belts. Now, I think it would be fly if he got the universal belt and finessed it to be all white. Like, not necessarily like the retro belt, but just all white, kind of like how the women's belts are, but just straight white. Like, I think that'd be so hard, bro. So, like, that's my, like, American nightmare riff, too, is that he gets, like, the white belt with the American flag side belts with the nightmare. Like, I fucking, I 
talk about. Kids are going dummy for it. And so that's how we end uh, WrestleMania. Raw after WrestleMania is he kind of like he did before. He previews the new belt and it's his new white belt. That's that's really poetic because because he brought back the white and he brought back the white. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Damn, that's that's I know. That's Chenna, that, was <laughs> that was amazing. I was on my walk, great, man. <laughs> I was on my walk thinking about this because it's like that's what I'm saying. Like the way they have done Cody, it's like when you talk about storytelling, like it's really impressive how they have built him as a character. So it's like they have so much there. Like the injury really like hurt them. But that's how impressive it is still that he was gone for seven months. Like I was rewriting. So I'm like, oh my, I forgot that he was like just not around because as soon as he came back at the Rumble, it was picked up. So yeah, if you could only imagine all the stuff they could have done with him at that point. Like this is just one avenue. But yeah, I was on my walk and I was like, let me, let me, let me do right by Cody. And I, you know, Cody can never win straight up. He could, he can never just be a winner. He always has to paint himself into some corner where it's like, if I don't win this match, I can never talk to my brother ever again. It's like, all right, bro, <laughs> like you can just have a match. And so, yeah, I think he'd do something dramatic where he almost wins first and he has to go through this trials and tribulations and finally gets to the mountaintop and wins. I think one of the greatest things you just did about your rewrite too is that you you added, um, you kept like the bloodline having like layers to their thing going yeah. on. Um, because, you know, um, bringing back the, the, you know, questioning whether like you can trust Paul, cause it's going to get to a point, like, let's say like you have Cody win, like at WrestleMania, then Roman's going to look back and be like, Paul, you did this. Like, had you, had you not even, like, like deal with this thing? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's I like where that. the Roman stuff is going is that it's the, it's going to be the mad King era where it's like, he yes. can't trust anybody around him. Cause he feels like they've all, he already seems started doing with Jimmy and Jay It's definitely coming for Paul and solo, but yeah, he's at one point going to turn on it. And so he's like, yeah, Paul's gonna be the first one. Like, I can't trust you. Paul. you brought this problem on me. I wasn't even thinking about Cody and now he's on my ass. <laughs> In, 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 in my Nori impression, yo, that, that was hard. <laughs> that was hard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. CC, you up, my brother. Whew. Uh, all right, that was great. I'm mad I got to follow that, but, oh, okay. All right, so, um, you know, my, so, you know, to Channing's point um, and to what we were talking about earlier with debuts or whatnot, um, where I started in my research for this is I just went back and I was like, let me watch Cody debut again or whatever. Um, y'all was right. Like the woes weren't hitting that much, but you know, like Seth was like uh playing on it or whatever while he was in a ring right before Cody's music hit. You could hear it if you if you got like headphones or if you really listen to it. There's people in the crowd going Cody, Cody, Cody. So there were some people there already uh, hoping for that to happen. Even when he like debuted or whatever, and that first woe came up came out, I heard some people in the crowd already doing the woes. So he already had like a couple people. So I was like, all right, yeah, he really was. He really was there. And if you watched like the first 10 minutes of that match, it just made Seth and Cody look so great. Like, and, and, and it, it, they were so good that Jimmy sounded good as a commentator for 10 minutes. That's how, that's how good they were. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So, yeah. So, so, you know, the match happens, Cody wins or whatever. Um, we, we go through all the stuff. Hell in a Cell happens um, or whatever, but without the peck or whatever, Cody still wins. And then, um, you know, Cody still cuts like the money in the bank promo or whatever, saying that that's what he wants. But since he's not injured this time, um, instead of Seth fa facing AJ to get in, Cody faces uh, AJ to get in. Because um, I've never seen this level of Cody and, and, you know, WWE, AJ go at it. So I just wanted to do that for myself. Um, they both, and the good thing about that is they both cut like some good promos that are kind of hinting to how they were on the outside and now they're on the inside trying to get to this this uh this thing and it's kind of like a thing where like they're seeing each other it's kind of a respect but they got to go at it at the same time really good promo um and then seth tries to cost cody the match but he ends up costing aj the match and then aj and seth kind of have like a thing for a little bit um but then uh cody goes off and does his own thing um i i, I think i even gave uh seth and aj like a, a summer slam match with a stipulation i don't know what it would be but um i think that would be cool so then from there Cody's in the Money in the Bank match as well as the other five. He's taking Seth's place um, or whatever. It looks like Cody's going to win. He's climbing up the ladder or whatever. The crowd's going crazy. Theory comes through and pushes the ladder over, and then Cody lands on the ropes. And then Theory uh, uh, goes over to where his phone is or whatever. And you thought he just had his phone because he had, like, his phone in kind of like a bag or, like, a little case or whatever. And you thought it was just, like, a, a thing for your phone. 
reaches into that or whatever, grabs some handcuffs, ties Cody to the ropes, makes Cody watch as he climbs up the ladder and takes the money in the bank and briefcase or whatever. Um, and then he, you know, he's still he's still that. And I was like, you know what? Give Theory more heat. I want Theory to have more heat. Let's go. Um, so then Cody and Theory kind of feud, feud or whatever. So Theory's cooking them on the mic, talking about how it's clear that Theory's the bigger star. He's so young, he already won money in the bank. Cody's still washing paint off his face as a star does kind of reference and shit. Like he cooking this nigga. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Cody Theory at SummerSlam for the money in the bank contract. Cody's like, fuck it. If you're really such a big of a star, put that contract up. So then they have a match for the contract at SummerSlam. Cody wins, but he wins by DQ because Theory got frustrated and used the briefcase to hit Cody. Now, because he won by DQ and not pinfall or submission, he doesn't actually get the contract because that was the only way to, to get it. So he still wins or whatever, but, you know, it doesn't work. And then Theory still, still does what he does later in the show with the, the contract and everything. Um, so then after that, whatever, um, you know, Cody's like, all right, you know, that didn't work out or whatever. Um, and at the same time, this is when we have the whole U.S. title stuff going on. So, you know, Champa ends up winning the right to challenge Bobby Lashley. And Cody's like, you know what? Let me, you know, on the way to getting that thing, let me go get this thing kind of thing, whatever. Because um, as you're starting to see here, you know, he's trying um, and it's not quite working out. So Cody interrupts Champa and Miz during the promo, you know, when they're talking about the Lashley match. And he's like, listen, uh, you know, Champa, you know, you want to have a little match to see who actually gets to go up against Bobby or whatever. And then Cody beats Champa clean or whatever. Um, and then he gets the cage match with Bobby that, you know, Miz actually had. So like we just replacing Cody with, with Bobby in a cage match. And as we said, Cody's a glutton for punishment. So Bobby whoops that nigga ass in a cage or whatever. <laughs> like, um, but Miz and Champa end up coming and they cost uh, Cody the match. So damn, like they didn't get it again or whatever. So, um, you know, from there or whatever, we're we're heading into Survivor Survivor Series. Um, theories like, you know what? I want that U.S. title. You know, Seth is starting trying to go after U.S. title or whatever. Um, they have the three way at Survivor Series. Um, they announce everybody or whatever. Um, and right before the bell, uh, the the ref goes to ring the bell. Um, you just hear, you just see him like, you know, on the side of the ring because Adam Pierce is like kind of talking to him. They're like, what's going on? Adam Pierce gets a mic or whatever, and he's like, um, I just wanted to announce that this is no longer a triple threat match for the U.S. title. Um, there would no, there will be no triple threat match for the, the U.S. title. And then, like, the fans are kind of disappointed. Obviously, Theory and, like, Seth are kind of disappointed. And he says, it's a fatal four-way. Boom, boom. Wrestling. <laughs> so now you got a fatal four-way with Cody, Bobby, Seth, and Theory at a Survivor Series or whatever. Um, through the chicanery, uh, Theory still wins the U.S. title. He goes on to do, do what he does or whatever because Seth, Bobby, and Cody are all too distracted. There's history between all three of them now. Like, Cody and Seth have had their thing. Cody and Bobby have had their thing. So there's, like, you know, a reason for them to get all tangled up. Um, so that, you know, that happens. He doesn't win. So this is, like, you know, three times in a row where, you know, he's gone after something. And, you know, it's not like he straight up lost or whatever, but he still didn't get what he was going for. So, you know, he starts to doubt himself. He cuts a promo on TV where he's like, he just he just needs to think about, you know, whether he was really going after the right thing. He just he kind of just needs to get his priorities straight and figure out what he should be doing or whatever. So you don't see him until um, uh, number 30. Boom, boom. Wrestling. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? so he comes in at 30 wins the uh the Royal Rumble or whatever and everything stays the same or whatever except for when Roman's giving that promo about the titles or whatever and he said have you ever won this one have you even ever competed for this one and then he goes like you couldn't even get the US title you couldn't even get a contract to get my title <laughs> whatever like he's going stupid on him or whatever and then from there I still have him lose at WrestleMania because then at that point you want to see him win so bad that you you really hate Roman at this point at this point you're like listen Cody needs to like win something so from there he kind of starts to have a run you know all leading all the way up to the next you know round or whenever it is he, he, he ends up taking it from Roman or whatever and it's like a you know he came in on this high really had like a really low peak came back up again or whatever instead of having it be like a thing where you rise up and kind of go down I have him kind of going down all the whole time to come all the way up 
or whatever. Because that was the thing, you know, with him losing at WrestleMania. It was like, you know, you came back, you faced Seth, got injured, and then Royal Rumble, and then you immediately went to Roman. You know, where was the, the hurdle in that? So I give him, I was my, my idea was like, you know, give him some hurdles. Let's mix him in with all these different people, you know, have him actually have some adversity and not really get it so that when he does get it, it really feels super earned. I'll tell you, man, wrestling Twitter would love that. Would love that. <laughs> the adversity. Niggas wanted to see him lose before he got the Roman match. So wrestling Twitter would have absolutely loved that. Um, from my rewrite, man, this is, um, I spent a lot of time on this. So everything happened similar up to uh, Hell in a Cell. He beats Seth. And then if you remember the Money in the Bank promo, Cody was in the video. He said, this is for a main event opportunity at WrestleMania. So the, the winner of, of Money in the Bank is guaranteed a main event spot at WrestleMania, as opposed to it being the cash in any time, you're guaranteed a main event spot at WrestleMania. So keep that in mind. Cody Rhodes wins the Money in the Bank and reveals uh, he cuts his whole promo. I, I don't care who it is. This is my destiny. I'm, I'm going to face the undisputed universal champion at WrestleMania 39. Now, remember, Roman is on a, on a very limited schedule in 2022. He defended the title against... Brock at SummerSlam, Drew at Clash. He had a match with uh, Riddle on SmackDown for the uh, Undisputed titles. That was it in 2022. So with no world champion as present, the Money in the Bank becomes a de facto title, and Cody's defending it all throughout the year. So if you remember, Drew and Sheamus had a match to determine who would face Roman at Clash uh, Clash of the Castle. Drew wins. So Clash, uh, Clash of the Castle happens. Sheamus comes out angry as fuck. He's like, yo. Cody, I want to face you for that main event opportunity at WrestleMania since I didn't get my match against Roman at Clash. So Cody comes out. He's like, okay, you and I can have this match with the briefcase, but only if it's man versus man, meaning the brutes are barred from ringside. Sheamus agrees. Cody wins. Now, um, I'm sorry. That was SummerSlam. Sheamus calls out Cody at SummerSlam, not, not Clash. In the weeks leading up to Clash, the Miz calls out Cody. He's like, hey, man, you you came from outside of the company. You got all this momentum. You're sitting on a guaranteed main event opportunity at WrestleMania, something I did and I won. I beat John Cena. And let's not forget, when you returned, you came on Miz TV and you embarrassed me. So now I'm going to embarrass you and take that briefcase from you. Miz attacks him a bunch of times on his matches uh, during Raw. Cody, dramatic as ever, gets up from uh, his last time being jumped. He says, you know what, Miz? I will defend the the, uh, the briefcase against you at Clash of the Castle. So Cody does it. He, he beats Miz. And this is earlier in the show. He's backstage, you know, getting getting treatment. And then Roman pulls up on him. They have a whole backstage and interaction. And Cody's like, you know, good, good luck tonight. Like, I, I would love for it to be you at WrestleMania. But remember, everyone thought Drew was going to win. Or maybe not everyone. I, I did. And some other people thought Drew was going to win at Clash. So, so, you know, he's like, good luck. Like, you know. You, you might not win tonight, but I really do hope it's you. Um, so, obviously, Roman beats Drew. And then leading up to Extreme Rules, uh, there's no one coming after Cody. Cody has, you know, one-on-one matches on Raw, blah, blah, blah. So he says he's going to do an open challenge for the Money in the, brief, Money in the Bank briefcase at Extreme Rules. At Extreme Rules, Brock Lesnar comes out. He attempts to take out Cody Rhodes, but he's stopped by Bobby Lashley, the United States champion. And obviously, this plays into two days after Extreme Rules, Brock comes out, costs Bobby the title against Seth Rollins. So uh, leading into Survivor Series, Bobby Lashley turns full heel and calls out Cody for not helping him fend off Brock after Brock uh, after Bobby helped him when Brock was trying to beat him up. Cody says that, hey, that's you and Brock's problem. But if you have a problem with me, you could fight me at Survivor Series for the briefcase after you're done with Brock at Crown Jewel. Bobby loses the same way to Brock at Crown Jewel as he did, but he beats him up after to stay strong. Survivor Series, Bobby's whooping Cody's ass. Like, it looks like Bobby's about to win the briefcase. There's like, you know, everyone was excited for Bobby. They're like, yo, like, he's finally going to, you know, get back to the world title, blah, blah, all this. Brock comes out, whoops both their asses. It's, it's, it's a no contest. Brock gets suspended. Then at the Royal Rumble, Cody and Bobby face in a steel cage match so they can keep everybody out. Cody wins, but Brock beats him up after. The, 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 the cage comes up. Cody's celebrating, holding the briefcase. Brock comes, whoops his ass to set up a match between them at Elimination Chamber. 
the Royal Rumble later that night, Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. So then we get Elimination Chamber. Cody, um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yes, no, no, but Brock beat up Bobby after the uh, the Steel Cage match. Not, not, not Cody. Cody wins, he gets to go away. Brock beats up Bobby. Bobby and Brock have their match Elimination Chamber. At Elimination Chamber, it's like the last, the last chance, the last opportunity. Drew McIntyre didn't have a match that night, so he he calls out Cody. He's like, yo, man, like, I was supposed to win at Clash. I, I need this main event match against Roman Reigns. I need to finally beat him. I haven't beat him. Like, I need this. Cody gives him the opportunity, but Cody wins at Elimination Chamber. This sends Drew McIntyre on a, on a full spiral, and he, he turns heel on Sheamus. This sets up their title match at WrestleMania, Gunther, Sheamus, Drew, but Drew is a heel this time. So for WrestleMania now, we have Cody Rhodes, who has a guaranteed main event spot, Seth Rollins, who won the Rumble, has a guaranteed main event spot, and Roman Reigns is still the undisputed universal champion. Triple H has this announcement on Raw. He's like, you know, Roman Reigns has been dominant as the undisputed universal champion, but we do need to have a world champion on each show. So so what we're going to do at WrestleMania is an elimination triple threat match. The first fall is for the universal title. The second fall is for the WWE title. So Seth, for weeks, tries to get Roman on his side so they can get rid of the Cody Rhodes problem. Cody's an outsider. Cody hasn't worked as hard as those two. Those two have been carrying the company. And Roman's like, you know, yeah, like, we, we, we can work together. We can get rid of Cody, and then you and I can have it out. Because everyone wanted Roman and Seth to run it back after Royal Rumble 2022. So this is giving the people what they want. So WrestleMania comes. Cody, uh, uh, Roman and Seth work together. Um, and they actually beat up Cody to the point where he stretched it out of the match. So then it's Roman and Seth left. Seth is gloating. He's celebrating. He's finally gotten over on Cody. Seth turns around. Roman spears him, retains the universal title, and eliminates Seth from the match. Everyone thinks that the match is over because Cody has got, Cody got stretched out. So Roman is celebrating, holding up both the titles. Solo is next to him. Paul's there. Cody's music hits. He comes out with a kendo stick. Whoops, Solo Sokoa's ass. Completely gets rid of Solo Sokoa. So then it's Cody and Roman left for the WWE title. Cody's got bandage all around his waist. Like he's, he's fighting like Daniel Bryan at uh, WrestleMania 30 when Daniel had the match with Triple H and then he had to face uh, Batista and Randy. Like it's the baby face of all baby faces hurt, beaten down, wounded, bloody, but with no one to interfere, Cody wins the WWE title. Um, he, he, you know, he does right by his father's legacy. He does what his family could never do. He has that really big moment, which is, you know, as, as much as time has passed, and I understand why they had Cody lose at WrestleMania 39, I still think that he should have won. So he he's going to win in my story. But the, the the biggest thing here is he's working the entire year, and he's he, he's got to run through some tough competitors while he's holding the money in the bank. He's got Sheamus, Miz, Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar is, is kind of there. But, and you, you remember, like, in my story, Brock and Cody never have a match. Brock is just interacting with him. That's because Brock is going to be his first feud after he wins a title, the WWE title. Um, and then later at, at, at SummerSlam, Cody and Roman have, like, a, have a match for the WWE title only. Roman is still universal title at the universal champion at that point. Cody ends up uh, retaining successfully. But, yeah, man, I, I think, like, you can give him adversity without him losing. Like he's he he still he like he won the money in the bank, but he had to earn the WrestleMania main event by keeping it throughout the year and going through all these tough opponents. Um, so that's 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 my rewrite, man. Damn, that was good. Two things, bro. The the way you did the money in the bank, they they have to do that because they've done they've done it where it's like they never fight for it or someone fights for it one time. But to make it almost like a title is well, that's inspired, bro. Because it like because then it becomes a thing where it's like you fighting for your right, like you fighting for the right to like keep. You're not just like walking around keeping it, and like so it makes it much more dynamic, and also it makes losing it seem less bad. Because the thing is now is that no one really loses it. So if you lose it, like you're like Otis. Whereas if it was just like a title, people lose titles all the time. Secondly, bro, the way you had that match with the two falls for the each of the separate belt incredible i need it i that mean has to, <laughs> that, that has to be how it's this especially with the like stipulation where at the end of it is like roman has already won one belt so cody's just trying to win the other one and like their face like that 
that's like next level shit, bro. Like that's yeah. such a good idea. They need to do because it, it's perfect because it keeps Roman strong and it keeps him with one belt, but it also gives you the Cody v Roman for the belt that Cody can win, and so they both can look strong. And it has like the the two fall is so different too. Like I've never heard of that, so it's such a cool way to like, especially how you did it where it's like he wins one early, so that's kind of out the way. Where it is really just about the WWE title now, like that's that has to be how it happens. Like that's incredible. And- and then the heat that goes on Roman for him and Seth fucking up Cody or whatever sitting to the back. So at that point, you're thinking like, oh, if Roman beats Seth, then he still just has both titles. Yeah. But then when he comes back and you realize, oh, he can lose the one now. It's like, woo! Oh, man, it's I like, like yeah. that. It's like, it's like having a mid-match Undertaker return. Like he's like, oh, my God, you could do this during the match? Like he's like – it's like he <laughs> – yeah, I thought the match was over. It's like how they did, was it, um, where Sheamus won money in the bank, where we won the with all that confetti. You thought it was just done, and he came out of nowhere. It's like that, but, like, more dramatic because it's, like, by what you know, because you've never seen a match like this. You just assume it's over. If he's acting like it's yeah. over, it's over. And then you have a return mid-match. And, and it still sends Roman into a spiral because yeah. we got used to the visual of him holding both titles for a year. Yep. He loses... Yep. One of them, he only he can only be on SmackDown now as Universal Champion. So he's he's yep. got like he's got like his, his rights have been like taken away. Like he went from a, a premium subscriber on Spotify to a free trial guy. Like you like Nikki, you got to hear these ads. Like you, also, you, yeah. also November Survivor Series. Yeah, you know, exactly. It, it that's the whole poster. Yeah, Roman v Cody too. And and, 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 and yeah. And a big thing is because he turned on Seth in the match, you can have Cody Brock for the WWE immediately spin off into a long-term Roman and Seth feud. Because again, that's what everybody would have wanted. So they work together to give the people what they wanted at Mania, but then Roman turns on Seth because Roman is a is a selfish nigga. So oh, now, and then that mirrors Seth turning on Roman. It's incredible. It's like yeah, poetry. It rhymes. It's incredible. <laughs> like the way you set that up, it really is work. It's a work of art. Like that's the Thank type you, of gentlemen. shit where, like, if that really, if they play that out on TV, bro, the shock. The shock of seeing, like, because it's like you have the satisfaction of, like, the mini shield. You're like, oh, my God, Roman and Seth are working together. Like, it's so, like, you're happy about that. Then you're like, oh, my God, but Roman's still bad. Oh, it's annoying he won. Oh, my God, Cody's back. Oh, it's like you're just the emotion. It's like, Bro. oh, it's and, and you 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 have to ham it up by actually having Roman do the fist bump the with fist. him before Mania. <laughs> He has they to like smile to, and do it, and like they, they have to do the fist bump. Like yo, oh. to, to to be honest, they have to do the power bomb to Cody too. Hundred percent during the match, they got to do the power bomb too. Armando, oh, no. you know what Seth you also and, said, and, and Roman have to power bomb all three of them. Yes, to, yes. Like, you know That's what you also set up because when Roman turns on Seth, Seth basically becomes a baby face at that point. And if we remember who's still a still a heel, oh my god. Drew and Cody used to be tag team. Seth and Roman used to be together, but now Cody and Seth can tag team to go up against Roman and Drew. As he- Whoa, shit. That would be crazy. It's dynamic, bro. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, if, 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 if we're taking a galaxy brain, we might as well do a winner's take all match. Cody, Seth versus um, Roman and Drew. Like, we, 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 we might as well just take it there, too. Just mega power shit. Just every belt in the match, bro. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's incredible, bro. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. I, I, oh my god, Bobby and truly, Brock, bro. bro. It's like it's layers. It has layers. Yeah, yeah. like he 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 just keeps he keeps going up in in his opponents. Like it's. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like a genius doing that. I'm not gonna front. <laughs> I felt like a genius. You can have the payoff of like when Roman finally acknowledges cody like no nah, you beat me like when roman finally acknowledges someone and he's like no nah, respect cody beat me. like yeah like at that point yeah. cody can just retire because he's done it like if that if, if that <laughs> if roman actually acknowledges him like post survivor series it's retired bro you've done yeah. it bro you've done it all you started on wrestling company you'd be right you've done it all there's nothing it's downhill from here bro absolutely absolutely so Man, we we came back with a banger for y'all. Uh, these we're, we're starting off hot with these rewrites. Like I said, we've got a fun season planned. It's good to be back. You're going to hear some new voices on this show as well. 
Um, and I mean, you know, will, will this Cody situation play out the way we all wrote it? Probably not. But as much as it was a disappointment and yo, the crazy thing for me finding out Cody loss is cause I was at Dreamville Fest. So I couldn't watch WrestleMania live. Yeah. I made the mistake of checking Twitter and someone was in my mentions. They, they just dropped a gif of Roman holding the titles. I'm like, fuck, no, <laughs> no. How did this happen? <laughs> no, no. Oh, and then I watched the match. I'm like, oh, this was an amazing match. As I expected, yeah, I expected it to be an amazing match. It's just the way it happened, man. It's like, I get it. You know, we've we've t- talked about it ad nauseum for the last week. I understand they want to give Cody adversity. They want to build him up more. All that. Like, you know, he really only feuded with Seth. Then he left and he came back on the Rumble. Like, I get it. But, man, it was it, it was really the perfect right moment. And it was right. But, and you saw it, too. It was like, oh, this is it. It's happening. So they have did they have their work cut out for them in how they keep him busy for the next what three months till SummerSlam or the next eight months till Mania? If like depending on when, when they want to do the moment for him, they've got their work cut out for him. I, I don't people think Cody's never gonna be this hot again. I, I feel like it's just a matter of the booking. Like Cody's gonna be hot regardless. It's it's a matter of him performing and how good the booking is. And I I've got faith in Triple H. So it's really just a matter of when they choose to do it and how we get there. But I think starting with the Brock feud is the right way to go. Just don't break another throne again, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, honestly. Cause kind of like you, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it like the, I woke up, but I watched it before like breakfast, like the next morning on Monday. And I remember watching it being like, oh, like, damn, like, you lost for real. Then I got on Twitter because I stayed off and I was like, Triple H got his link back. That's funny. Like, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. People being like, yeah, you thought you thought shit was tweet. Yeah. Never forget, my friend. <laughs> and it's 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 similar to Gunther, obviously different because Roman's been champion for the last three manias. But yeah. it's like you just you, you solidify the reign even more by having him crush Daniel Bryan and Edge's dreams have him de- defeat the monster that's been chasing him for the last what five years, Brock Lesnar, and then you have him crush Cody Rhodes' dreams, and they made us believe it. They they, they made us believe it. Like like we, we all really wanted it, but they did so well making us believe this is gonna happen. Cody's gonna do it, and so you know it's 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 again it's like I'm I'm. Do, do I want to see Roman lose a title? Do I want to see a new champion? Yes. But when a champion is this good, still, like, still interesting, you know, I, I'm i not mad at it, Triple H. I'm not mad. The last thing I'll say on it is I think the Roman problem, when I say I want to be a new champion, it's not really even a Roman problem. It's a thing he's beat everyone. So I'm like, well, who is he going to face now? Because at this point, it's not he's done anything wrong. It's just like, well, you beat everybody, so I assume somebody else got to be champion now. But, like, that's a testament to how good of a champion he is. It's like, it's nothing he's done. He's still a great champion every time. I love it. Like, when he yeah. won, I was like, oh, that would have been cool to see Cody win. But, like, not mad. Roman's champion. Like, Roman's yeah. cool. Like, even especially the, like, y'all look like some idiots now. Like, the way he was talking his shit, it's a lot of stunned yeah. faces. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good champion, bro. Because yeah. he was ready to double down immediately, bro. Loved it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, with that, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Rewriters Room. Of course, tap into the A-Show, tap into the War Report. Just subscribe to the Patreon to hear our full trivia segment, patreon.com backslash the A-Show RNC. And of course, make sure you have a great week. We will be back with you all really soon. Rewriters out. <laughs>